literally, it's a life and death question what you're asking. Yeah. I mean, literally to say that to allow terrible, evil ideas to be able to breathe just because they are. Welcome to Switching Lenses, a podcast that attempts to break down cultural assumptions and then view those from a more biblical lens. I'm Josh Phillips, joined here by Mr. Shane Skirvin. Shane, how are you doing tonight, my friend? I am doing great. You sound like you're doing good. You sound like you're yes. wired, you're ready. Did yes. you have coffee? No, I. but I did have some vitamin water. Vitamin water? Does that have the same effect as caffeine? <laughs> yeah, apparently. Yeah. It kind of sounds like in the pre-show here. You've been... You know, lots of energy. That's the way I, that's the way I like, my, like my Shane. <laughs> I prefer caffeine flowing, but, but uh, I'll take this. Yeah. I'll take, I'll take, oh, I guess I'll take vitamins. Why not? But uh, good news. Yes. We are now officially international. Oh, wow. Our podcast is reaching outside the boundary of the United States. Uh, we're looking here. It's kind of pretty cool. Pretty cool milestone for us here. We've got, we yeah, got listeners awesome. in Australia, Canada, Sweden, Ecuador, and Norway. It's, awesome. not a, it's not a ton, not a ton, but hey, I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna take yeah. it. I, I was when I saw that, I was pretty surprised. Like, yes, yes, that's awesome. We're reaching outside the U.S. That's pretty cool. That's pretty awesome. I was pretty, pretty stoked about that. Yeah, me so, too. So, anyways, well, you can always reach us here at Switching Lenses. You can reach us on via Gmail. One time I said you can reach us on the email. That was weird. I don't know why I said that. You can reach us via email. <laughs> At switching lenses podcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook as well. Well, Shane, we got an interesting one tonight. We have, we, we always have an interesting one. Why else would we do these topics if they weren't interesting? Yeah. But uh, tonight we want to, today we have our episode tonight, we want to discuss kind of an alarming statistic. This, I think, kind of producing a disturbing trend. Uh, the statistic comes from a study back in February done by a group called the Barner Group, and it examined the topic of faith sharing across different generations. And the study kind of, I think, produced some really interesting findings, and, but there was one that stood out in particular. And I quote, almost half of millennials, 47% to be exact, agree at least somewhat that it's wrong to share one's personal beliefs with someone of a different faith in hopes that they will one day share that same faith. And I don't know, Shane, when, when, what your reaction was when you saw this, but... I know for me, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Yeah, definitely shocking. It really is. I mean, now, to be clear, we'll kind of put all the cards on the table here. And uh, it said that 47% were millennials. Now, anybody that qualified for that 47% within this survey voted either they somewhat agree with that or strongly agree with that. That's where the 47% came from. So uh, just, again, all cards on the table so you know exactly where that 47 came from. But but Shane wasn't even that. That was obviously the statistic that stuck out the most. Was that forty seven percent? It did break it down into other generations other than the millennials. They had uh, Generation X, which was at twenty seven percent. That's crazy. So essentially, according to the survey, one out of every two millennials think it's offensive to share your faith in hopes that somebody will come to share that same faith. Twenty seven percent of gener- Generation X, like that's one out of every four. I was. I mean, both of those are shocking to me. And then to the baby boomers and what they describe as elders, I mean, those were both right at about 20%, 19% for the boomers and 20% for the elders to be specific. And I mean, all those numbers shock me. I mean, if you had told me millennials were 20%, I would have thought, wow, one out of every five, really? 
But I mean, being forty-seven percent. Yeah, you double that. Yeah, that's just it's it's so wild. So we've titled this episode "Is Evangelism Offensive," and that is our title here. And that's what we're going to talk about today and discuss this. And we want to kind of break this down a little bit and just sort of like see, kind of gauge, kind of have like a temperature gauge for culture, and then really break this down like like we do in true switching lenses fashion. Sort of strip away the assumptions, really get to the heart of this, and then view this from. A biblical lens here. So that's kind of our goal in all this. So let's kind of start here, Shane. Um, you know, when I read that stat, and I, I will say this, a lot of times with me with statistics, and I don't know if you're the same way or not, and you can say if you're not, but I sometimes take statistics with a grain of salt a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think they can help you understand things. I don't, I don't take them as the gospel truth, though. Yeah. But, but let's say that 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 47% is off by a whopping 10%, which is a lot. That's still a lot of people. 37%? Like, that's more than one out of every three. That's still a big number. So um, whether or not that 47% is accurate, either way, the statistic is, is very alarming, as I said, had said earlier. So well, anyway, so to, to kind of break this down here, kind of go to my first point here, what's, what's kind of crazy to me is that this statistic kind of goes beyond, like, basic disagreement, Right, it's saying more than just I disagree with like your stance. Okay, so it's saying not only do I disagree with something you say or, or a belief that you hold, but it is morally wrong for you to even share your view or try to influence or change my or someone else's personal belief. That's kind of what it's saying here. So Shane, my question, sort of just a very general, let's get your general thoughts on this. You know, you know, how how did we get to this point? where our personal beliefs, and in some cases our identities, they're, they're so sacred that we are, they're, they're above any kind of dissenting views. Like, how, how did we get there where you, you can't even disagree with somebody now? Yeah, I, um, this is definitely a hallmark of postmodernism. You know, uh, it, it, they say the definition... How so? Def- well, one of the defining um, attributes of modernism, if I back up to modernism, is that there was like a general distrust of absolute truths. But what one of the distinguishing factors of postmodernism is, is that not only is there uh, just a total uh, unbelief of any grand narrative or meta truth, but that the anyone that makes the claim to an absolute truth is actually making a power claim. Is that's, actually... That's taking it up a notch. Yeah, yeah. So that, that, that shows you that distinct... You go from kind of a general skepticism to not only is it... Uh, there's no basis for making a moral claim, but it's absolutely, it's like uh, uh, using the language that you're talking about, morally wrong to make a claim, truth claim. Yeah, yeah. That's actually a power grab. That kind of of brings me to my next question, actually, about this. That's interesting you say that. Um, That was not planned, actually. Uh, So nice little segue there, Shane. You know, I would say, like, why do you think that people find it so wrong to make a case that your belief system should be considered and hopefully accepted? Because I, because my, my thought is, like, what's the risk? Like, what's, what risk are you t- is being taken here? I, and my personal thoughts, and I would love to know your thoughts on this as well, and this is kind of like what you were saying with postmodernism, is do, whenever somebody is sharing their faith and an outsider is viewing this, are they thinking like, okay, this person's sharing their faith. They must be swindling this person or trying to manipulate them in some way that's going to harm them. Like, do, you ever, do you ever get that feeling? That, that's kind of the, the, the feeling I get from it is that me trying to share my faith, if I'm going to use myself as an example, 
that what I'm sharing is trying to swindle. I'm trying to pull the wool over their eyes in some way that affects their life. I'm trying to swindle them with just come think my way, and that that's somehow that that's like damaging them in some way, that it's tricking them. Do you ever, well, do you ever get that view? Or that I feeling? mean, uh, I, I mean, it's cra- it's crazy on the face of it because the whole idea of our nation is the idea of democracy and human rights. Well, tell me which in which uh, we have people from every culture and ethnicity across the globe, right? In our nation, in yep. in which of those is that the native culture, democracy or human rights? You yeah. know, but somehow we all agree civically that that's the worldview of America. So, to me, it's uh, that idea. To, it goes to your question. Uh, I think that's literally persuading people of of what our civil society has been built on. I mean, is that is that cheating people or trying to – I mean, we're actually getting people to agree to have a foundation for uh, a society that works, right? Right, I yeah. mean, so far from, far from every time you're trying to persuade someone of a different worldview to, or to accept some principle, I mean, you're not trying to cheat them or swindle them, right? Is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. I, I, just, I, I kind of feel like that's what if, – if, if you really – again, stripping away the assumptions, like why – if somebody does think it's wrong, well, why is it wrong? Why is it wrong for me – to do this, like what there obviously is something is concerning. If you think I'm doing something wrong, something is concerning you. You're because this is really an outsider's view, isn't it? Really, it's not. If if somebody that holds this view, this 47% of millennials that, that think this way, somebody that falls into that category, even if it doesn't involve them, if if I was with oh. sharing my faith to someone else and they're them as an outsider, is I'm, I'm thinking like, what's the fear to you in this? This doesn't even involve you. I kind of feel like they're thinking like, well, hold on. I think you're trying to swindle this person in some way. Like, I don't, oh, tr- yeah. I don't trust yeah. your belief system because I don't, because they don't share well, you it. You know what though? How do you take away with one hand? You sit with the right hand. You take away the idea that there's no one should be prophesizing or sharing a different worldview, and then with your left hand, you're establishing this absolute moral principle that uh, everyone has to stay static, right? No one can yeah. change from one group to the other. So it, it's weird. You're actually, they're actually smuggling in a absolute, right? Yeah, really. It's no, that's a good yeah. point. That's, that's a good. That's, that's a good point to point out there. Um, you know, kind of like in this vein, like kind of like a side point to this that I was kind of thinking was this sort of view of like not being able to um, really house disagreement. To say that the, 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 to disagree, um, it's, it goes beyond that. But it's actually morally wrong. Yeah, it's hurtful or harmful, right? Yeah, to, to even to bring any kind of dissenting view. Okay. Yeah, that's morally wrong. You can't do that. This is this is this kind of reminds me of some. Um, and I'm not going to name any, but there's some worldviews that are out there, or religions, worldviews, however you want to put it, um, that within their own system of belief, you're not allowed to hold that belief system up to any kind of test of truth. You're not allowed for somebody that has an opposing view or might want to um, point out maybe a faulty view of yours. You're not allowed to even listen to what they have to say. If they had some literature of some kind, you're not even allowed to look at that. Like to and to do that is it's like sort of turn your back on that belief system. And to well, me, like that's a that's that should be a major red flag. Like if you can't if you can't hold your belief system to a test of truth and see if, whether or not this is actually true, but if you if you can't do that, then you're having to fall in line with whatever this one person says. Never question it. Don't you dare question it. I mean, that should be a major red flag to me. So Wait, you, go ahead. Did this, did this belief system you're describing, did they discover the scientific method or? 
I, I couldn't say. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, well, ideas have consequences. My, my my thing is ideas have consequences. If you're gonna if you're gonna say that your belief system is so fragile, you are not the society, the same society that's going to develop a, a thinking rational rule of law. Uh, you're not going to discuss. You know, you're not going to develop layers of of government uh, systems. You know that are have checks and balances. To, to you know you're not going to develop uh, the scientific method I mean to me it it, it is uh, I, I could not agree more with you that's actually dangerous ground to tread yeah I mean it's, it's sort of like the foundation that cults get built on right it's like oh, whenever absolutely. one person says this is how it's going to be and for you to question that is to turn your back on me and you know essentially uh, you you're you're kicked out you're 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 out of the club i mean i, I can think of three worldviews off the top i'm not going to name them but i can think of three off the top of my head cults that, are like cockroaches they thrive uh, in the dark yeah it's uh and like so yeah so i, I think if, if you if you're not allowed to to sum that up if you're not allowed to hear an opposing view or take your own view and see ask yourself is this even true like can i can i investigate this and see whether or not this is actually true, whether as opposed to just believing things, just as people, some people would say, blind faith. Like, just I'm not even going. I'm just going to believe it just because this one person said to, and not think twice about it. Like that's that's just that's dangerous. It's dangerous. Christianity always says, examine the evidence. Uh, yes. I'm I'm reading personally right now in the book of John. Jesus over and over says, look at the evidence. Look at the works themselves. Look at my words. What's the effect yeah. of them? He's always saying, examine the evidence. That's an excellent point. That's an excellent point. And that's one of the things I love about Christianity is that it, it does allow you to do that. It allows you to put, to put up a test. To, it, doesn't, it is not to test the Lord, your God, but, but it does allow you to hold a truth test to the claims. Like, like you said it perfectly there. You said it perfectly. So we'll move on to uh, kind of the, the next point. I'm so, sort of looking at this from a, a slightly different perspective, but kind of along the same lines, though, of just, again, just trying to get this temperature gauge for culture and the, for that the, that's saying these types of things and trying to figure out kind of sort of where they're at um so let's let's take that word culture there and you know we've seen terms like cultural appropriation for instance that's a term that's kind of in the recent year or two that we've seen come out come come to the surface a little bit and rear its nasty head it's, it's created a lot of a lot of problems uh we've seen this kind of pop up in recent years that <clears throat> that has taken the idea of culture and kind of brought it to a point that it's essentially become i would kind of use the word holy and set apart as in, like your culture is so it's it's of such a high priority. You're not even allowed to say anything about it. It's 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 set apart from everything else in life. Um, you you can't simply approach someone's culture like you can like other groups of individuals, other um, other bodies of, of groups of people. Like you you can't do that with culture like you could with a business or some other group gathering of some kind. So so Shane, do you? Do you kind of agree with that? Do you, or what? What's kind of your view on that? Do you think this high pedestal we're putting culture on nowadays does that play a role into this? Because, because I'll clarify that a little bit. There's obviously a lot of ties between religion and culture, right? I mean, cultures of countries usually have a bedrock of religion built into it, or even the religion itself kind of develops a culture. So I think sometimes there's a tie there between those two terms. Do you think that, that I, this idea of where we have culture, at least in America, how the way we view it, do you think that plays a role into this whole idea of morally, it's morally wrong to share your faith because you're violating someone's culture? 
Yeah, that I mean, that's definitely yeah. That's a that's actually a big question. Yes, yeah, I, mean, I know. Once <laughs> well, I just say, and it's like what we're all like wrestling with. What I, I will say this: it is crazy to me, uh, just on the face of it. I mean, you see, like Angela Merkel of Germany saying how multiculturalism has failed her nation. She's saying we tried to embrace multiculturalism and it led to tribalism. And so, you know, the idea that uh, the Bible says, how can two walk together unless they agree? You know, how can people communicate and thrive if there's not trade and communication um, between people groups? And so this, this idea, you know, tribalism is the, is the death of a, of a common society. And so this, this idea that somehow you're enshrining tribalism, um, which I, I, I actually think that's what the legacy of cultural appropriation, you know, when you have this ban on cultural appropriation, what yeah. you are is you're enshrining tribalism. Yeah. Which I think is the death of any. I mean, th- consider this: if we had to build, I mean, one of the arguments for free trade, which I'm not necessarily advocating, but I think this is very vital. One of the arguments for trade is this allows people to specialize in what they are good at. Life is too short to be good at everything. If you allow the computer programmer to build the laptop, you will be able to enjoy the benefit of the laptop and allow you to do what you specialize in. And so it literally is the death of exchange and market and specialization, which is is literally what our society is built on, our civilization. You're able to enjoy other people's gifts when you trade with them, right? Right. Tribalism is the death of that. And it is literally, um, it's the death of, of, of a common society or foundation that our society is built on. America's made up of every, not to get political, but we're looking at this kind of a political lens for a second. I mean, it is one of the welcoming things of the Statue of Liberty. It was what does she say at her feet? It says, "I welcome everyone." Right? Give me the poor, yeah. huddled masses. Yep. yep. And and out of that, what what is our what is our uh, motto? Out of the many, one. You know, so it's it, that that's literally our our motto mm-hmm. is out of the many one. And so uh, that idea, I think, is not only uh, political death, but I also think it's a, even a type of economic strangulation, stagnation. I mean, what what does nature teach us? Running waters are clean. Stagnant waters are dirty. I mean, if, if we're going to descend into tribalism and make uh, the, the river that flows between all of us stagnant, I think it's going to make us all poor in every sense of the word. Well said, Shane. Wow. So I love having you on the show here. You always, you always t- you, you take my questions and you take them in a direction I really wasn't expecting. But, but, For but, good but or you, bad. For good or bad. No, you, you, you answer it, but you, you answer it in a way that I wasn't expecting. And I was like, man, that's, that's why I love having you on here. That's... Very well said. Very well said. It's kind of funny to me that the way the way like 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 you're saying, um, you know, we, we put culture kind of up on this pedestal and the place where we hold it up to. It's kind of funny to me because that 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 seems a little more like of an Eastern view as opposed to a Western view. I think you know Western view um, focuses so much on critical thinking and on the individual, whereas the Eastern view tends to um, you know, whole, like the, the family is more valued there. And of course, the family is built within. I mean, that, that comes from the culture that's set up there. And I just, I just feel like I, I, I'm sort of surprised. That's a, that's, a, that's a great point, Josh. That's a very, very good point. We're actually turning our backs on what made us the West. Yeah. I mean, there, there's, uh, there's some faults in, I mean, there's in both of those. Yeah. I don't, you know, it, you, take, you take the good from both. I think both points of view. I think if you go too hard on either one of those, I think that could be. So we, we've talked about individualism already. Well, I, I can, and let me bring one more nature uh, metaphor. 
Let's uh, do it. The Bible Let's do teaches it. Uh, to be fruitful, you have to cross-pollinate. So no matter how pretty a flower is, it has to be cross-pollinated to be fruitful. And so, you know, uh, very clearly, you know, and, and people have to be, and not to be, to make that, take that metaphor a little closer to home, uh, no person can have a baby by themselves. And the Bible, uh, you know, it just like nature, every, you know, it teaches you have to have a cross-fertilization even for a human being to be born. You have to have genetic DNA material from something other than the other, you know, from another person. And then that's what brings life, new information, literally what DNA is. And you have no life without new information. So if you're going to descend into tribalism, literally you run the risk of becoming inbred, whether it's inbred in your thinking, inbred genetically. Uh, you know, it's we desperately need uh, perspective and contrast for us to get part of the bigger picture, right? That's, that's a great point. That's it's, like you said that that's extremely dangerous. Like the in, the the inbreeding of 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 ideologies and and systems. Yeah, that can be that can be a recipe for disaster for sure, for sure. So, all right, Shiva, well, to kind of wrap this topic up a little, this this little point we have here. Uh, sort of a devil's advocate question here for you. Um, so, you know, we're, again, we're talking this idea that it's 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 wrong to share your faith in hopes that somebody will share the same one. So, in light of that idea, um, in many countries, it's illegal and even deadly to even confess an outside religion, much less evangelize somebody. So, does this validate or give any credence to the idea? of sharing your faith as immoral, as sort of represented by the survey that we've read. So does that, does that validate? Could, could, could someone, someone who supports that idea of that it's wrong to share your faith, could they say, well, other countries, they do this? Well, I, you know, and to, to make this, to, I would make an appeal to this. What societies have, uh, you know, gone to the moon, developed technologies, uh, allowed uh, for this view that there's equal rights, that everyone has dignity and value every life, these ideas, which aren't inherent to any one particular nation, I'm not talking about any particular nation, but the ideas that all of us look up to, they came from, uh, from basically one well is where they have been allowed to, you know, ideas have come from all over the globe. But it's only in one particular place have so many great ideas came together and, and there's been just tremendous amount of progress that then in turn gets shared with the rest of the world. So, the, you know, it's not – we're not making a uh, – it's not any kind of – you know, in, ultimately what we're saying, the only thing that is supreme is ideas. You know, it's not genetics. It's not, not blood. You know, we're not saying uh, – or any particular language. We're saying that the ideas can have uh, tremendous weight and, and do tremendous things. It's when you free them. You know, when, whenever ideas are in chains, literally you can look in these countries that do that, that they, that they try to ensure, uh, chain ideas, right? Like you're saying, mm-hmm. literally try to enforce belief. Yeah. Every one of those countries, um, they have opened the door, to, on the other hand, to backwardness. To, to looking back, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, so, I mean, we can literally say, like, uh, I, I mean, the more, the more free a country is, the more that they have progressed in a direction the entire world looks to. 
you know, and, and it's 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 very you know what, whatever advanced whatever mathematical facts you can look at statistically. I mean, it's it's unanimous. I mean, it, you know, what from at whatever level, you know, where's the most universities? Where's the countries that have have developed technology? You know, all, it it, dec- it it streams from you can draw a straight line. Yeah. You know, it, it's countries that try to enforce a rigid ideology and don't let people examine their beliefs. It literally keeps them, by definition, where they're at, right? Yeah. If you chain a belief, it never it never goes anywhere. <laughs> well put, Shane. I thought you were to get to, I, don't, I know uh, Dr. Ravi Zacharias, all the times he brings up how many worldviews in the, in the world today uh, could have written the Constitution that would have allowed for our Constitution we have today how I many worldviews would have, would have allowed those types of law, those types of um, statements to be made? Well, I mean, look at so look at the other side of that. Where is the phrase? Why is the phrase separation of church and state? Why isn't separation of 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 temple and and king? Right? Yeah. I mean, look at the actual structure of that sentence. It's literally telling you where it came from. Yeah. That idea that the you know That's the good, first, Shane. Yeah, I never, thought, I never thought of it that way. No, go go ahead. I, I was just, oh I, yeah, I no, that. I'm I'm just saying it's not. And and I think it's really important to go over and over again to say these ideas that we're talking about they came from the east. They were brought by Apostle Paul to the pagan Europe, right? In no way are we talking about geography. We are not talking about race. You know, we're not talking about even language. What we are talking about is ideas, beliefs that literally came from the east, shaped the west, and then have traveled from the West back to the East. Yeah. Like in no way are we making any kind of claim of anything other than a belief. Right. Right. That's well said. Well said, Shane. So I love having you here, man. I love having you here. <laughs> well, let's get kind of the crux of this argument. The crux of this idea, I think we're, me and you are both like itching to say, but we know we're saving it here for the end. And I'm sure you're on the edge of your seat, as am I, and trying like, try not to get to this, but... You know, this idea, the first thing that jumped in my head when I saw this survey was, what if, what about truth? What happens when we inject this idea of truth into this equation that we have of whether or not it's okay to evangelize? Shouldn't truth be brought to the forefront of this discussion? This should be integral, absolutely integral in this discussion. But I don't, I don't really see that ever really addressed. So... If we if we if we do bring that in there, Shane, if we do bring this idea of whether or not the faith that I'm sharing is true or the faith that somebody holds who's being evangelized to, if theirs is true, you know, you know, what what do we do with that? Because that doesn't seem to pertain to this discussion. That doesn't seem to be important as it would seem, of whether the truthfulness of what's being said is important or not. So my question here is, and I'll try to break it down easy here. Is the mere existence of a person's belief, just the fact that they have a belief, is that more important than its truthfulness? Is it? Because to me, it kind of appears that way. The fact that you hold a belief, doesn't matter if it's true. As long as you hold it, that's more important than whether or not, than me asking, well, is that actually true? What you, what you claim to believe? Is there reasonable evidence behind that? So... Do you feel like that's do you feel that's kind of a, the issue like like what that that is like the fact that you hold a belief is actually more important than whether or not it's even true? You know, the, the, 
This is so crazy to me um, because, I mean, you look at the, the story that Kimber Rouge in, uh, in Cambodia uh, killed three, you know, three million people. They can trace that down to actual conversations, uh, what happened, the movers and shakers that did that. They can trace it down to conversations at the University of Paris at this park that's next to it, conversations they said that happened on particular benches in this park that, uh, that shaped the people that went back to Cambodia and did that. I mean, there, to me, there's nothing more dangerous than, um, than that, that idea that, uh, you know, there, it has to be literally it's a life and death question what you're asking. Yeah. I mean, literally to say that to allow terrible, evil ideas to be able to breathe just because they are, right? Yeah. I mean, that's literally saying let's let something that is so dangerous, let's not examine it, let's not, not, let's not use ra- uh, rational thoughts, let's not use the company of others, let's not use accountability to examine. We put people in jail that have crazy thoughts when they harm other people, right? Right. We, so, you know, they need to be, and we don't put people in jail without a trial. Ideas need to be tried and sometimes imprisoned and executed ideas. They, they are detrimental to society, just like what we... If we do that to an individual's... Um, if we examine an individual's beliefs and actions, and we say, hey, this is detrimental, this harms people, and then we turn around, we're going to say, in, any, in, in another climate, we're just going to allow these to breathe and exist and harm people. I mean, everything should be examined. Yeah. And viewed and seen if it's if it's uh, like you said held up to you can't have the idea of accountability without the idea of a standard you don't have a standard without truth. Yeah, I, I think it's sort of our inner inner apologist in us that, that wants to talk this way. Um, <laughs> I know I feel that way because I'm just like you know we're having the wrong discussion here. This is completely the wrong discussion whether or not it's wrong to share your faith. This real discussion means like the faiths that are claimed are they true? That's what the discussion needs to ha- take place at. We need to, these ideas need to be exchanged between worldviews. And that's, of course, that's, I mean, that's, a, that's the nature of apologetics is getting, you know, at least the Christian apologetics, go into these places, go into these other countries and these other people, or go into, go into places where they hold a different worldview and say, here's the Christian faith. Here's why, you know, whoever, whoever shared it, this is why I believe it's true. And uh, here's the evidence for that. And that's, that's, to me, that's where the conversation should be. Well, and you know what? It, it, it's crazy. I mean, look at these ideas. These ideas that uh, what you know, part of our country used to think that slavery is okay. We had a war to settle that. Yeah. I mean, it's the idea that the, there's terrible ideas. We all know that ideas that exist that are terrible. It's the difference, uh, as we say, sacrificing your daughter to Thor or taking your uh, daughter to go see the movie Thor. I mean, ideas have consequences, right? Right. Bad ideas can are a matter of life and death. There you go, Shane. You're, you're just segueing me again right here. I think you're reading ahead in the notes a little bit. It's like, yeah, so like this idea, like if we have, a, if there's a belief out there that's undeniably false, is it still above any kind of questioning? I think you kind of answered that a little bit. Like take, take, for instance, the idea of white supremacy. I think you'd be hard pressed to find very many people who were not white supremacists, act, active white supremacists, to support that. I guess that's not a good way of saying it. I think I'll, I'll say that differently. If you took like 100 people, I think the vast majority of people would say, no, I do not support white supremacy. But that's a worldview. That's a belief system that someone holds. And I think people, if you ask them, well, why don't you support that view? Well, I mean, you may not get the answer. I mean, the most thought out answer is possibly like to the like philosophically speaking. 
But nonetheless, you're, you're, you're going to get something along the lines of that's not that's not fair to those people. That's um, you're not valuing the lives of other people. I mean, of course, the apologists in us would want to press further with that. Like, where, wait, where'd you get that from? But we're, we're not going to go there. We're not going to go there. <laughs> Nonetheless, we're, we're going to, which we do support, by the way, <laughs> which we, just to be clear, just to be clear, we do support the value of all in, of human life. Uh, but, but nonetheless, a lot of people would say something along those lines of, you know, we're, we're all humans. Nobody's worth less than somebody else or anything like that. So, you know, so we, we would be kind of in agreement with that. So... Do we just sit there and say, well, that's their beliefs. How dare you try to change them? How dare you try to change their racist beliefs and their view that the white people are more valuable than others? That'd be crazy. That'd be crazy to not, to not question that, right? This is why this is very dangerous, this idea. This is why the, uh, you, know, you have to believe in truth. Because if you don't believe in, in truth, I mean... what. <laughs> It's like that crazy cliche, right? If you don't believe in truth, you'll fall for anything. But it's yeah. only by truth do you hold. It's only by truth do you hold any ideas that are worth having. It's only by truth that you hold them. You know, otherwise, if it's just if it's just a, a, a crazy power struggle, there's literally there's there's no purpose or meaning. I mean, everything is lost on, on the edge of truth. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 the most important part of this. Like like we like, you know, like we were saying, like that's the discussion that needs to be held with this is really truthfulness. Um, if we ignore truth, man, like like we like we you've said it many different ways, and I've said it too. It's like that's dangerous. It's dangerous when we push truth down the priority ladder and put other things above it. It's we're we're just asking for disaster. Yeah, and, well, and it says a lot about it's going to say a lot. Of, it's going to, it's going to be reflected in your culture and in the way you do life. I mean, it's 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 evident. I mean, it's it's going to happen. Sorry, we, I thought, I, I don't oh, I, I mean, there. to me, it's if you push truth aside, all you're left with is desire, and 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 the selfishness. You know, it it literally all good and true. <laughs> yeah, go back to truth. It's it, the, the the language breaks <laughs> it's down. Inescapable. When you start yes. discussing like this because yes. it's like literally everything that is good, um, and true and worth having, worth believing for. I mean, you have to hold on to that. If you, if you literally let go of it, I mean, all you're left with is being an animal. It's ironic, you know, the people that would, you can't believe in multiculturalism and survival of the fittest. Yeah. And if you believe in survival of the fittest, you have to let go of multiculturalism. And, it, you know, if you let go of that, then it's just the stronger man's right. You know, yeah. you, you end up in such a dark uh, place when you're ruled by only desire. Oh, come on, when, Shane. Then, it's a, then, it's a future podcast. Come on. Oh, man. yeah, yeah. Well, no, I, go ahead. I'm finish left, your thought. Finish your okay, thought. Okay, I just got to say it. Then you're left with the, the SS's motto that their loyalty is their honor. They willingly let go of honor and they replaced it with loyalty. But And then we would say loyalty to what, right? But they yeah. say, no, 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 it's just loyalty. <laughs> but then becomes uh, the question, well, what are you loyal to? Yes. Uh, it really is. It all just breaks down, doesn't it? Yes. It just, oh. So, well, to sum up, to sum all this up, we would say that, yes, the, we, we have to examine our beliefs. We have to hold them to the truth. This is why you and I, we, we're really into Christian apologetics, um, being able to, to understand why we believe what we believe as Christians. And I know, I know, I'm sure you're the same way, but I love having discussions with someone that thinks differently than I do. 
and bring they bring questions to what I believe, and I love being able to give an answer to them. I love to say, sure, go go ahead and shoot me. I'm, I'm, I can probably guess some of your questions, but I'll go ahead and let you ask them. Go ahead and ask, you know, problems that you have with the Christian faith, why you're not a Christian, why you believe what you do. We can have a wonderful discussion here and get get some ideas, and that's what needs to happen. I think that's what needs to happen. I think I think it's extremely helpful us as Christians to know why we believe what we believe, and go engage people, engage people with gentleness and with respect, like. Like, like, like the Bible says, not to do it mean-spirited, do it completely out of love and, and, and lay down, a, 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 you know, with like, like Paul, used, when he was in the synagogues in Acts, he was using reason. He was reasoning with the people there. And so I think that's, that's kind of, we kind of have to adopt that sort of style, I think. And I think that's usually important. It was persuasion, not power. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. force, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, Yep. Uh, which which speaks to such the power of the gospel message. Okay, we we could we, we could go on and on here. I, I know. We rabbit trail so much here, and so but uh, we're gonna go ahead and wrap this up here. And uh, it was a great episode. I love I love having you here, Shane. You always like I said. I I have questions. I think I know how you're gonna answer them, and then you give me a history <laughs> lesson. You had a science lesson today. I forget what you said, but I was like, well. Shane bring his inner inner scientist out of him. I like that. Pops out every once in a while. Yeah, 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 yeah. blind squirrel, right? (laughs) (laughs) So, well, thanks for joining me, Shane. I really appreciate it. Um, Had a great time. Thanks again. You guys can always find us on. uh, I will set it again on the email. You can you can email the show at Switching Lenses Podcast at Gmail. You can find us on Facebook. Join us next time. We're have a special guest with us. uh, That is Chris Starin from the Truce Podcast. And we're going to talk a little bit, kind of a follow-up to this, the idea of evangelism and how, how, it, how, it, how it tends to work some, in some ways, in some good ways, and how maybe some not-so-good ways it's being done. And how, we're just going to have a little good old discussion, get to know him a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I look forward his, to doing that. His podcast and talk a little bit of evangelism. So that'll be our next episode. And again, thank you, Shane. And everybody, we will see you next time. <laughs>